You're welcome this morning. You may be seated. You're welcome to church. Hallelujah. Amen. To the gathering of the saints. You're welcome to the church of the firstborn, the general assembly. You're welcome to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to this blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. And the blood speaks on our behalf this morning. The blood of Jesus speaks forgiveness. The blood of Jesus speaks healing. The blood of Jesus speaks victory. The blood of Jesus speaks favor. Glory to God. Amen and amen. This morning, you know, throughout January, we've been on the theme, God's goodness, the goodness of God. Because the word that God gave us as a as a theme, as a watchword for these years that we are streaming to God's goodness in the midst of chaos and darkness and situation, we must keep streaming. We must keep rejoicing because of the goodness of the Lord. In other words, uh, the goodness of the Lord is not controlled by what happened on the earth. The goodness of the Lord is not controlled by the darkness, by the pains, by COVID-19, by wherever. The goodness of the Lord remains constant. Hallelujah. The goodness of the Lord is available irrespective of what goes on on the earth. Amen. And so this morning I want to talk about activating God's goodness. Activating God's goodness. One thing that the scripture made very clear to us is that we are not manufacturing God's goodness. Goodness is God's nature. Goodness is God's nature. Goodness is God's life. Goodness is God's glory. That's why when we say God is good, it's like saying God is love. Amen. Is his nature. So therefore, all the goodness that we will ever need is already made available. Amen. In fact, Psalm 33 verse 4 says, 4 to 5 says, For the word of the Lord is right. And all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The half is full of the goodness of the Lord. So, in other words, it's very clear that the half is full. It's, it's, not, it's not one quarter, it's not halfway, it's not two thirds, it's not three quarter. The half is full of goodness, of the goodness of the Lord. And so if the heart is full of the goodness of the law, that means all we have to do is to direct it towards our path. Are you listening to me? All we have to do is to position ourselves to be beneficiaries of the goodness of the Lord on a constant, continuous basis. We also see in the scripture that God's goodness is taught. Not only is the half full, 
But there is a special account. Hallelujah. There is a storehouse of the goodness of the Lord. For those that fear him. Look at Psalm 31 verse 19. It says, Oh, how great is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you. So it's very clear that the goodness of the Lord is laid up or stored up which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. You shall hide them in a secret place of your presence from the plots of men. You shall keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. So the scripture may declare that the goodness of the Lord is laid up for those who fear him and for those who trust him. So we know the goodness of the Lord. The heart is full of the goodness of the Lord, number one. But also, also, apart from the general availability of goodness on the half, the goodness of the Lord, which demonstrates all his creation as we have seen in the past studies. Now for those who trust, that means trusting God is positioning for that goodness to locate you. Are you listening to me? Walking in the fear of God is a positioning for that goodness to, to locate you. The one that is taught for you. Are you listening to me? The one that bears your name. Praise God. The goodness of the Lord has is taught in your own account. That is saved in your God savings account. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Because if something is taught of you, you read that in... In, 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 in the New Living Translation, it says, uh, How great is the goodness you have stored for those who fear you, you lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. Hey, you will experience God's blessings before the watching world. It will not be the secret type. There's the one that God demonstrates and everybody will see it. Are you listening to me? Uh, but you see, when you read the scripture and you read the, the promissory notes of God, there are always uh, some gracious conditions which is not a burden for us. Now the, Bible, the Bible says the commandments of the Lord are not burdensome. The yoke of the Lord is easy because He will fulfill what He wants you to do because He lives in you. Are you listening to me? That's why they're not burdening some at all. The Holy Ghost is the one that works on you both the will and do of his good pleasure. So if God says this is what I want you to do, now the Holy Spirit is already on the inside of us to help us do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So God makes everything that we need available for us. And so we can see some dimension of activating the goodness of the Lord, positioning for that goodness that is stored up to locate us walking in the fear of the Lord and to walk in the fear of the Lord is to live in obedience to walk in the fear of the Lord is to live in obedience of what he demands is to love him and Jesus said if you love me then keep my commandments you get it so 
you can just say, I love Jesus, I love Jesus. But when he says, love one another, you don't want to love. Praise God. When he says, give, you don't want to give. When he says, preach, you don't want to preach. So, to, to love Jesus, to love God, to walk in his fear, is to walk in obedience to his precepts. The Bible says the church was edified as they walk in two things, the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. They go hand in hand and the church was built up. The church was edified as they walk. That is, that is an active word and not a passive word. To walk is to take action. Is that not so? So walking in the fear of the Lord is to take action in the fear of the Lord. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Knowing that God is supreme, God is right all the time. There's no one time is wrong. Are you listening to me? When he directs you towards the path, even if the red sea is before you, and you are wondering why God didn't choose the other way, God is always right. <clears throat> because he has seen what you have not seen. Praise God. You must know that God does everything because He loves you. Praise the Lord. In that Psalm 21, Psalm 31, the psalmist even said, Blessed be the Lord, for He has shown me marvelous kindness in His strong city. You will experience marvelous kindness. God will show you marvelous kindness in the name of Jesus. Our New Living Translation says, For he has shown me the wonders of his unfailing love. He kept me safe when my city was under attack. Even when your city is under attack, it will keep you safe. You will experience the wonders. Hey, the love of God can do wonders. I think one of these days I'm going to preach on the wonders of his love. The wonders of his love. Because he says here yeah, that he has shown me, manifested to me the wonders of his unfailing love. So we see that God's goodness is taught for those who fear him and for those who walk in, uh, who fear him and those who trust him. And we'll be looking into that in more detail. Now may I tell you that God's goodness is for you and not against you. Because the goodness of the Lord can also be against you. Is that not so? Hello? It depends on which side you are. When the Bible says, I think Psalm 103, Psalm 136 talks about the goodness of the Lord and the mercy of the Lord, part of it was his death with Sion, king of the Amorites. Part of it was that he death with Pharaoh. That is because God is good. Nothing more. God is good. Somebody hearing me? So it depends on which side. That's part of what we'll be looking at this morning. And thank God that Jesus brought us to the side that is good. He gave us a favorable introduction to the Father. He introduced us to the Father. These are my brothers right now. Whatever you do for me, you do for them. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we say God's goodness is for us and not against us. Psalm 56 verse 9 to 11 it says when I cry out to you 
then my enemies will turn back. Whatever be your enemy, as you cry to the Lord, they will turn back. This I know. God is for me. Somebody say this I know. God is for me. Say this I know. God is for me. And when God is for you, His goodness is for you. It's not against you. Because we are in Christ Jesus. All the goodness of the Lord is positioned towards His Son. Is someone listening to me? <clears throat> Hallelujah. All the goodness of the Lord is positioned towards His Son. And we are in His Son. We are seated together with Him. And so, God's goodness is for us. Because God Himself is for us. Hallelujah. The New Living Translation says... My enemies will retreat. When I call to you for help, this I know God is on my side. Now let me tell you this. God is on your side because you are on his side. You first need to take a step to be on his side. God made everything available for us to take that step to be on his side. And you know his side is Jesus. Is someone hearing me? Let me say that again. If you are, somebody will say, if you are my side, no problem. We are already on his side. Because Jesus is his side. Amen. And so when we are on his side, he's on our side. Praise the Lord. So he says, my enemies will, will retreat when I call to you for help. This I know. God is what? On my side on my side I praise God for what he has promised yes I praise the Lord for what he has promised I trust in God so why should I be afraid what can mere mortals do to me and Romans chapter 8 verse 31 says what then shall we say to these things if God is for us who can be against us somebody said God is for us number three God's goodness is towards us God's goodness is towards us somebody said God's goodness is towards me say it again say it once more God's goodness is towards me. Praise the name of Jesus. God's goodness is towards you. It's focused on you. <clears throat> Nahum chapter 1. Nahum chapter 1. And verse 7. It says, The Lord is good. Mm. Somebody say the Lord is good. That's a powerful statement that must resonate in our hearts. Must be so strong, we must meditate in it that we, that's all we can dream of. The Lord is good. A strong God in the day of trouble. And he knows those who trust in him. Oh, God knows those who trust in him. Hallelujah. God's goodness is directed towards those who trust in him. 
is a stronghold in the day of trouble. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Over and over again. Hallelujah. Psalm 86 verse 5 says, For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive as you repent. And abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. God's mercy is abundant towards us. Psalm 100 verse 5 says, For the Lord is good and is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. So even in this generation, his truth endures to us. Hallelujah. Even the millennial generation, the truth of God endures to you. Even the future generations, the truth of God endures to you. So we're saying that God's good thoughts, they are positioned in our direction. God's good thoughts, they are positioned, focused in our direction. Even when the children of Israel, when they were going to go into captivity, God is still good. His thought is still good. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future new. I know the thoughts. I'm thinking thoughts. Because when I, you know, actions are based on thoughts. What you think is what you do, true or false. So God's thoughts will determine the, his action. So if his thoughts are good thoughts, his actions are good actions. New Living Translation says, For I know the plans, you know, thoughts and then plans that I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good. Somebody say plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. So we, we can see that God's got thoughts and, and his thoughts are focused and directed towards us. You must believe that. You must not believe that God seems to love others more than me. I seem to be on the receiving of the bad stuff. No, no, no. Those are thoughts that we must purge our hearts and I'm going there this morning. Psalm 139 verse 17 says, How precious. Also are your thoughts to me, to me. His thoughts to me are precious. They're good. They're wonderful. They're powerful. They're for my good. Oh God, how great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they will be more in number than the sun. When I awake, I'm still with you. So the, the, the thoughts of God are precious. They're good. The Passion Translation says, Every single moment you are thinking of me. Doesn't that make you feel good, brother? Hello? Uh, you know when, when somebody didn't call you that you expect to call you for some time, 
Did you call the person? You have forgotten me. You are not even thinking about me. He says, no, I actually have you in mind though, but uh, God has no butter. He has you in mind means he has you in mind. Constantly he's thinking about you, you, you. That should change your, your sense of worth. Your sense of worth should not be determined by human response or action or inaction towards you. If people say you are fine, then you feel you are fine. You feel a good sense of worth. If they say you are sluggish and stupid, then you feel, well, I'm, I'm actually stupid. I don't know what to do. Then your sense of worth goes down. And that's why you see people constantly in the world are looking for a better sense of worth. They're doing all manners of things to feel important. In Maslow theory, one of the things there is human value. They want human value. They want some sense of dignity. Are you listening to me? And that's what, what's now propelled people the kind of what they want but you see what we need first of all is God that's where Maslow theory missed it praise God we will we, we never get a true sense of worth without God because we came from him he vomited us is someone hearing me you know when a child looks like his father say, ah you vomited this child God vomited us. He made us in his image. Come, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. And so, you can never have great sense of worth without God. Because your sense of worth is determined from God. And See how, how, how great God looks at you that he has to give up his only begotten son. That's how important you are. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Remember how man was even, even has a great sense of worth when he heard that, uh, that uh, Esther invited him to dinner. He said, only me. Only me. Ladies and gentlemen, only you. Praise the Lord. The Son of God has invited you to his dinner. All things are ready. Hallelujah. Because God put value on you. Take your sense of worth from the value that God has put on you. Don't take your sense of worth from what people say. From what people react to you. Uh, that's why it says every single moment you are thinking of me. Your husband may not think of you sometimes. Darling, you didn't even call me. Have you seen ladies do like that? You know, my wife sometimes says, you didn't even call me today. Oh, I'm busy. I forgot. Sorry. Because women feel, not only women, everybody feel important when someone calls him. Is that not so? When somebody says, I just want to hear your voice. How are you doing? But you know about God that is thinking of you when he calls on you. It's not just how are you doing. It's to impart you with more blessing. To give you direction. Because he loves, he just simply loves you. 
praise God. And that's why every single moment you are thinking of me, how precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm cherished. God cherish me. There are times you do things and people don't even say thank you. Don't feel bad. God cherish you. And if what you have done hasn't yet gotten a reward back, it's because God is turning it for a better day. Remember Mordecai? He, he, he reported to, about those who want to kill the king and nothing was done for him. Is that not so? Nothing was done for him. Nothing was done for him. He could have felt mad. This man is, is not generous. This man is not kind. He doesn't even know how to repay good. Don't say that. God is turning it up for the right moment. When it will be highly amplified. The day God will amplify it. It was amazing. Hallelujah. So we're saying. <clears throat> God's good thought is towards you. Every single moment he's thinking of us. His thoughts are precious and he cherishes us. And so, knowing all this, what should change in us? Number one, we must begin to align our ways with God's realities. That's how to activate. To activate something means it's already available. Is that not so? You don't activate a sim that is not yet available of us okay you know so it's something that's already available when you download something and say put this uh, code to activate it that means already available so for us to activate it means already available we're just making it to work to activate means to make it to work is that not so so god's goodness is already available god's goodness is already stored up for you God's, the heart is full of his goodness. God's thought is directed towards you. We've seen all this scripture. God's goodness is towards you, not against you. And so, how do we activate it? We've seen one or two like trusting God and, and walking in his fear. But, I, I, but I'm saying we need to align our ways with God's realities. God's realities are the things that are real with God. The things that, that, that God cherished. The things that are, that are you know, that are open, the things that are real, the things that God takes important. We need to align our ways with God's realities. If we go to the book of Isaiah chapter 55, align to means to bring it in the same order. To make sure that there's no discordant uh, tunes to bring our life in symphony. The keyboard is playing because someone is putting the keys in symphony. If I get there right now, probably, although I know a little bit of keys, so I may not probably uh, do what is too bad. But there are folks that will just bang it. You get mad at the keys. Is that not so? At the sound. True of us. Now, it will not be sweet and melodious in your hearing because they are not symphonized. The same keys. The same keys. But when he put his hands and uh, 
impress on them they are synchronized they are aligned together and they produce a beautiful sound when we align our life with God's realities we produce beautiful sound hallelujah we come up with a fragrance of Jesus hallelujah we, we will come up with that fragrance of Jesus somebody come near us hey all they can smell all they can perceive somebody say you don't use smell for good you know that's why English language sometimes they don't understand but all you can perceive is good aroma are you listening to me praise the Lord because there's an alignment there's no discordant uh, uh, tune so in Isaiah 55 are you still here everyone outside are you still here great great to know that you're here it says in verse 6 Isaiah 55 you, you know it says seek the Lord why he may be found it doesn't mean God is lost but it means there are seasons and times that you 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 show some responsibilities you 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 activate some things in God you don't wait until you are in crisis before you build up your faith you don't wait until you are in marriage before you learn it you know I was talking to a guy and I said something that we learn to be uh, how to be a doctor how to be a physician how to be a marketer whatever on the earth we, we have the department in school people learn that but then something that we do for life we don't even learn it we don't learn how to be husband we just think it comes naturally doesn't come naturally because every man is naturally selfish and God commands man to love hello so I need to learn to love it's not natural so young man that is oh God show me that lady oh God I pray in your prayer also be asking God to teach you how to be a husband begin to study from God's word how to be a husband because that could change your life everything your life could be messed up without knowing this true of us so also ladies need to begin to study how to be a good wife it's not enough just to look pepe rempe are you listening to me there's a quality there's an intrinsic value there's something on the inside that must come out how to be a good wife because the bible says a good woman builds her home and a foolish one what does she do she tore it down she tears it down so you don't want to be a foolish one that will destroy your home is that not so so you need to learn and study from god's word and then we need to start having school for that amen we are we wrong causes is that not fine amen because something that is important so so that we can align our ways so seek the lord while he may be found call upon him while he's near let the wicked forsake his ways and i know that when you hear the wicked say, ah, that's not me oh yes yes that's not supposed to be you or your level of wickedness is directly proportional to how much of the alignment to god's will 
you have gone through. Because the Bible says in Jeremiah, there are wicked people among my people. Mm -hmm. Is there? Hello? So don't just throw that scripture away and say, no, 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 it's not talking about me. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the righteous man is tossed. Let him return to the Lord and we have mercy on him and to our God for we abundantly pardon. Now the word I'm looking at there is the word return. Are you listening to me? Return. That means something has gone in the wrong direction. If you are drawing a straight line uh, and then you veer off to a little, small little degree at the beginning, the longer you go, the more you will begin to see the separation from the original plumb line. Is someone listening to me? If there's a plumb line of truth and then you're supposed to go on that line and you veer off to a small little degree. Initially, it will be insignificant. True of us? Ah, it's not much. Is it not just that? But the longer in 10 years, if you don't align, the gap will continue to increase. In 20, in, after some time, you will not even see that plumb line of truth again. That's why, that's why the Bible is talking about returning, 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 aligning our ways, forsaking our own ways. And our own plan for his own plan. And that's where the, the word repentance come in. Repentance is a, is, a, is a word for alignment. It's a word for returning. It's a word from changing what I'm doing for what I should be doing. Is someone hearing me? So, we must repent of our ways that is at crossways with God's ways. And it doesn't have to be big stuff because before God, everything is big. We must return to the Lord so that we don't forsake the mercy that could have been ours. There's mercy stored up. There's goodness stored up. But when I veer off, in my thoughts and in my actions. Initially, it will look like, oh, not a big deal, not a big deal. But the longer I continue, the bigger it is in my, in my relationship with the Lord. The bigger the, the, the space that I've created when I'm supposed to be in unison, in synchronization, in symphony with the Lord. Praise God. So, and what it does is that the mercy that could have been ours, we forsake it. Not that God take it away. The mercy of God is already available. The grace of God is already available. It's constant. It's available. But we can forsake it because He will not forsake us. Is someone listening to me? It's not God forsaking me because He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In other words, I am, I am giving behind you. I'm standing there. I'm always available. When you return, you still meet me there. Is someone hearing me? Hello? 
when you return to my plumb line of truth to my plumb line of grace because truth and grace they walk hand in hand one can't walk without the other Jesus is full of what? grace and truth amen so God will not forsake you but we can forsake his mercy by not enjoying it because we do not align our ways in Jonah chapter 2 in Jonah chapter 2 you know you know the story of Jonah guys you know the story of Jonah the Lord, the Lord spoke to Jonah go to Nineveh go and proclaim to that city show them the wickedness and uh, so that you know the reason why God shows this so that they can return to him but you see the prophet wants his word to come to pass and he knew the nature of God if these guys repent God will relent so he ran to Tashis paying his own fears when you go in the direction God has not sent you you will pay your fears but when you go in the direction God has sent you he will pay your fear hallelujah so you know the story he was in the, sh in, in the ship and there was crisis storm and he opened up he said I'm the, I'm the cause thank God he opened up I'm the reason why everybody is suffering this that's why you must you must know the company you belong to there are things you can suffer not because of your own doing but because you are in the wrong cloud someone hear me those guys in the in the ship that day they suffer those pressure because of woman don't be in the ship with Jonah but eventually that guy throw me let me let me become responsible that's what he's saying when he said throw me in the in the sea let me be responsible for my actions right now that's what he's saying so they threw him and then the Lord in his mercy sent a fish hotel and he gave him a room there in the fish hotel and you find yourself in the fish hotel only God can check you out you can't check out on your own time praise the Lord and something needed to happen in this super fish hotel hallelujah and so what as Jonah began to align his ways to follow God's direction he, he made this statement in verse 8 hallelujah are you still here guys he said those who regard worthless idols and say, well I don't regard any worthless idols I'm not, I'm not an idolater do you know covetousness is like the sin of idolatry are you listening to me the Bible actually call it idolatry okay so it says those who regard worthless idols now I don't see Jonah bound to idols but he has an idol self that was his idol he's worshipping self that's what a lot of folks are worshipping today self I'm a self made millionaire I don't need God I can do it on my own if I get the skill I can get it done so it was self he wants to protect self so that people will not say the prophet prophesied that he did not get you understand that kind of a stuff hello that was his idol 
Self can become your idol. Children can become your idol. So he says, those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. They are the one that forsake the mercy. The mercy did not forsake them. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I'm changing something in me. I'm repenting. I, you know, I'm going to give thanks to you for what you have called me to do. I will pay what I vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Huh? When that alignment took place, because alignment takes place on your heart. Where the Bible says the word is near you. Even the word of faith is in your heart. If you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. Alignment takes place from our heart. And when Jonah, he preached a sermon to himself, he made the altar call. Like the prodigal son, he obeyed. He said, salvation is of the law. In other words, he said, the Lord is my shit. The Lord is my image. He's everything. Hallelujah. The Bible says, so. That means what he did activates something in God. So, the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Who spoke to the fish? Huh? Who checked him into the hotel first? He has the key in his hand. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. So when Jonah aligned his ways, his thoughts, his desires and his action with what God wants, the Lord spoke to the fish to vomit him. As we align our ways, it doesn't matter which fish hotel you have been in. It doesn't matter which circumstance seems to have swallowed him. There's a God in heaven and who lives in us. Who talked to fish? Who talked to trees? Who talked to ground? He would talk to that circumstance. He would talk to that fish and it will vomit you and put you on a dry ground for you to go in the direction of what God has called you to do. He will speak to your circumstances. He will speak to your situation. He will speak to your marriage. He will speak to your home. He will speak to your destiny. Whatever has been holding you up, we hear the voice of God. Bible at the time we come that those who are dead on the heart will hear the voice of the Son of God and they will live. The Lord who spoke to the fish, the Lord. Some fish needs to hear the voice of God today. Uh, but it's not depending on God, it's depending on me. As I align my thoughts and my desires and my ways, as I return, as I repent, even though if it's a little, a little degree that veered from the plumb line of truth. Then the Lord will speak to the fish. And it will put you on the dry ground. Hallelujah. You know why? In, in, the, in the fish belly, the only thing you can do is to align your wish. You can't do any other thing. So when you're in the fish belly, everything you do wouldn't work. The only thing that will work is to align your wish. I don't know everything I'm doing. Nothing seems to be working. Check. What's the last instruction from God? Did I carry it out? Hallelujah. Praise God. So returning to the Lord in our ways, in our plans, in our habits, in our decision, 
This is what it means to align with God's reality, God's way of doing things. Hosea chapter 6 verse 1 says, Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has turned, but he will heal us. He has stricken. Now what happened to Jonah? But he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up. Why three? Repentance and returning goes in three dimensions. Your spirit aligned, your soul aligned, your body aligned. The third day! Abraham went on for three days to locate that mountain Moriah. Someone here me. Hallelujah. On the third day, what will he do? He will raise us up. As our obedience is completing the obedience of the Son of God. That we may live in his sight. Let us know. Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. Not just any the knowledge of the Lord, knowing God. Why should we pursue knowing God? Because the going forth of the Lord is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. He will come to us. Praise the Lord. Amen. I don't have time to break that verse down, but it's talking about us aligning our ways and our thoughts and our plan, our actions and our habits, our desires on a constant basis and doing the right actions that the Lord leads us according to his word. Our thought is the major way to align with the Lord. By forsaking our carnal, natural, environmentally polluted thoughts and exchange it with the thoughts of the Lord. If you change in your thoughts, you will change in your actions. Is that not so? If you can change in your thoughts, you will change in your action. And in that Isaiah chapter 55, we read verse 7, we talk about we, we returning to the Lord. Then the next thing he said, in verse 8, he said, For my thoughts, and not your thoughts, nor are your ways, my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So God is saying, the first place to begin the work is your thoughts. Remember Jesus said, out of the earth proceeds thoughts of fornication. You know, all those stuff out of the earth, out of our thinking. So alignment with our, of our ways with God start with our thoughts. Exchanging our thoughts with his, with his, allowing his thoughts to determine our desire, our habits, our decisions, our actions is what the Bible called renew our mind. Is someone hearing me? Is what the Bible called renew of our mind. And we know to renew our minds towards God and his ways is making his thoughts our thoughts thinking his thoughts. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you dear brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service or reasonable act of service and do not be conformed to this word, but be transformed by renewing your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable and perfect will of God. The will of God is good, the will of God is acceptable, the will of God is perfect. And the only way to prove it, to try it, as the mouth tries food, when you say this food is salty, this food is not salty, this food is, you know, to try it 
is to present our body and give our body to him because our body is our license to the earth praise God but my focus there is that we must not be conformed to this word I like Philip's translation Philip's translation I read Philip's translation it says with eyes wide open to the mercies of God somebody say my eyes wide open to the mercies of God I beg you my brethren as an act of intelligent worship to give him your bodies as a living sacrifice consecrated to him and acceptable by him don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold you know what they call a mold you want to get a plastic out of something this mic has to go through a mold to get its shape the mold determines the shape is that not so? And the shape is what people begin to see. So it says that the world has capacity, the cultures, the, the environment, the environment we are in now have a way of squeezing us into his own mode. But it says, don't let it. How will you not let it? It's not by saying, I won't allow you. No, no, no. It says, but let God remold your minds from within. So the only way is to allow God to remold your mind from within so that you may prove in practice. Wow. That the plan of God for you is good. Somebody's plan for me is good. It meets all his demands and moves towards the goal of true maturity. That's how the plan of God works. It is intrinsically good. Amen. It meets the demands of God. What God demands, his plan meets it. And then it moves you towards complete maturity. So, in other words, it's a threefold thing. It's complete, good. It is acceptable, pleasing to God. That is to say, when the prosperity come in your way, the way and the manner it works with you is pleasing to God. Are you getting it? Amen. But we just want prosperity. We just want things to happen. But the things that when we follow God's plan is good. It is acceptable to him. That is to say, the manners, you, you, you are not breaking his values to meet your goals. That's what it means. It's pleasing to God. When, when God looks at the process that, that gave birth to that victory, that gave birth to that, that testimony, it is pleasing to him. And the third dimension is that it actually moves you towards complete maturity are you listening to me because God looks for your maturity the salvation of your souls the goal of our faith so it's, it, this thing is not about oh God just do something oh God just do I'll just, no no no, no. We, we want to get his plans and it comes as we renew our minds so that these three dimensions might be fulfilled in our lives the, 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 the plan of God the will of God is good intrinsically good but also is pleasing to God to God when he looks at your career eh, and he looks at your home and he looks at he's giving him a pleasant aroma are you listening to me it's a worship to God you know, the guys that you know they have the things happening but it's it's not an aroma to God. God said, no, the ways by which, no, 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 no. And then, it's not breaking you down and separating you from 
God's goal of the salvation of your souls, which is your maturity. That's what that scripture is saying. Amen. Are you still here? So stop imitating the ideas and the opinions of the culture around you. According to the Passion Translation, but be inwardly transformed. Somebody say inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit. Through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life. Satisfying and perfecting in His eyes. Wow. Amen. Glory to God. Don't have time to read more more translations I have here. So in other words, we're saying the mind of the spirit must be connected to the spirit of our mind. That's what it means for our mind to be renewed. The mind of the spirit, the mind of the Holy Spirit is directly connected because we give him space, we give him room to the spirit of our mind. In Romans 8.27, the Bible talks about the mind of the spirit. It says, and he that searches the heart knows what is the mind of the spirit. So ladies and gentlemen, the spirit has his own mind. He has his own thoughts, his own desire. He thinks. He's a person. He's not a wind. He's not a dove. That they release and will not fly. Are you listening to me? Amen. You know why those doves don't, don't fly quickly? They're already caged for long. So they're already molded to that condition to stay. That's why they didn't fly. It's not any myster mysterious, mystical nonsense. Are you listening to me? If somebody has been jailed for 30 years, when they first release him, you won't believe it. He, was, he will still stand and say, that's what those birds are doing. Eh? 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 When they realize that they are actually free, you need to realize that you are actually free. The enemy imprisoned us for so long that even when we are free, we still think we are not free. But when we renew our mind, we come to realization, I cannot fly. I cannot soar. I am free. That's what the Bible says. If the sun shall set you free, what will happen? Free indeed. Hallelujah. And it's the truth you know that you practice that will make you free. So the mind of the spirit has become like the spirit of our mind. So we see that the spirit has his own mind. Just give me some time to finish this stuff today. Hey. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 says that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Can you see there are things you need to do? There are things you need to put off. Take, like I take this jacket off. And be renewed. See it? In the spirit of your mind. So your spirit, your mind has a spirit. The Holy Spirit has a mind. The mind of the Holy Spirit must be downloaded into your own spirit of the mind. That's what you're saying. That's how renewal takes place. And somebody said, but oh, this is so big. His thoughts are so high. My thoughts are so low. But the word of God breached the gap. The word of God breached the gap. If you go back to Isaiah 55 verse 12, 
the Lord gave us the key. So we don't say, well, your thoughts are great. My thoughts are small. There's nothing I can do. No. It says, it says, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth. The word of God will water you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And make it to bring forth and bud. The word of God will bring fruitfulness out of our lives. That it may give seed to the soil. You will not have seed from your life to begin to sow. Imparting others and raising other lives. Hallelujah. And pray to it. That's where abundance coming. Praise God. So shall my word be. That goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. But it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I send. When he sent his word. And my heart received the word. And I take the word. And I meditate in the word. Something changes on my inside. The word of God accomplishes purpose. It causes my life to burn. It causes my marriage to burn. It causes my career to burn. So that I can walk in the will of God. That is good. That is well pleasing. And that makes me mature. Amen. And the result of this is that you will go out with joy. Verse 12. You will go out with joy. You will be led out with peace in your home, in your career, in your, in your life, in your walking with God, in your influence. You will go out with joy. You will be led out with peace. The mountains that were like mighty rock before you and you are thinking how to move like the the, 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 the the women were thinking who will move the rock out of the place who will move the stone out of the place but when they got there the stone has already been moved the stone has already been moved glory to God your greatest mountain will be moved out of place it says <laughs> The mountains and the hill, they will break forth into singing. They say, Pass, this is your way, it's your time. Hallelujah! There have been obstacles for so long, but something changes in you, and the Spirit of God is moving them out of the way. They will break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the feet, what are the trees of the feet? They are human beings. The man said, I saw, I saw men like trees. Why? His eyes was first opened to see the spirit. To see what God looks at. How man looks in the realm of the spirit. And, and, and remember Psalm 1. When you obey the word of God. When you meditate in the word of God. You shall be like a tree. But not like any other tree. Like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Whose leaves shall not wither. And, and uh, who will bring forth his fruit in his season. And, his, uh, and the Bible, whatever he does shall prosper. So man is like a tree. Are you listening to me? So all the trees of the feet, they will clap their hands. What is that? Favor. Griba Shataya. Somebody say favor. <laughs> uh, the one that has been looking at your folder and is not attending to it. Favor. Glory to God. Your boss uh, who has been standing your way. Favor. Ah, uh, glory to God. The trees of the feet, what will happen? They will clap their hands and say, come on, come on. 
What do you need? What can I do for you? 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 Somebody shout hallelujah. Then there will be divine upgrade for you. Supernatural upgrade. You become an influence that is dominant. Praise the name of Jesus. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree. We are not going to hit from thorns anymore. We are not going to hit from the curses on the heart anymore. We are going to hit from the sweetness of grace of what Jesus did when he wore the crown of thorns and he reconciled the heart back to God so that the heart will produce fruitfulness for us. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Instead of the thorns shall come up the cypress tree. And instead of the prayer, it's also a kind of tongue. A tongue that is very hard. Shall come up the mighty tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name. Now it will not be something that just makes you proud. Because you have followed the way of the Lord that is pleasing. That brings maturity. And that is good. Are you listening to me? So this is what you call achievement. Which is God's, God's pattern of showing how you have walked before him. Uh, that everything you are enjoying is a product of your work with God it shall, it shall be to the Lord for a name it will, it will be a memorial to the Lord for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off so even though these things in themselves they have no eternal value but because there is a process that is pleasing to God a process that brings you to maturity it will be to the Lord an everlasting sign. That is to say, you have exchanged the value of the heartly for the heavenly. Hey, the Bible says we are born the image of the heartly, but we are going to be at the image of the heavenly. Oh, glory to God. Revelation wants to open on my inside. Oh, I don't have the time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, it shall be to the Lord an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. So, with things that has no eternal value, you have deposited eternal values. Because you have gone through the way of the Lord that is good, that is acceptable, pleasing to Him, that brings you to maturity. So your life becomes pleasing to God. So everything you are experiencing is a product of your work with God. Can somebody shout hallelujah? So in activating the goodness of the Lord, we have seen that the word of the Lord and His Spirit play a major role. Isaiah 59 verse 21, that scripture back again, it says, As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them, my spirit who is upon you. Somebody says, spirit is upon me. And my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth. So the word of God must not depart. The way to activate God's goodness is to walk in concordant tune uh, with, with the spirit and then speaking and re-speaking his word and obeying his word. Are you listening to me? The shall not depart from your mouth but also you must translate it to your children to your descendants so that you can perpetrate a pathway of goodness forever can somebody shout hallelujah if in the hold children would take from the wickedness of their parents 
How about the goodness of the Lord? Do you know Isaac pump? Oh, I like that word. Pump into the streams of God. Even though Abraham has taught him. Remember, Isaac was going to go to Egypt to check out because there was there was inflation, there was famine, there was economic crisis, and then God said, "Hey, boy, you aren't going." Hallelujah. Don't go. Stay in this land. That's align your ways. And I will bless you. And he did it. Boom. But what I want to bring out there is that God said he's doing it for the sake of his father. He has not grown his own wings. He's still learning. He said he was doing it for his father's sake. Because Abraham obeyed his precepts. He obeyed his laws, his decrees and all that. Praise the Lord. So the word translates to our children, to our children's children. That's why I don't allow your children to do anything. Raise a child the way he should go. There are not many ways the way they should go. And when he grows up, he will not depart from that way. He said the word will be in their mouths and in the mouths of their children's children. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we need to take the word in us and speak the word and walk with the Holy Spirit speak the word, walk in the comfort of the Holy Spirit and then speak the word, keep speaking the word in Isaiah 51 verse 15 it says, but I am the Lord your God who divided the sea whose waves roared the Lord of hosts is his name I have put what my words were in your mouth where has he put it? in your mouth and it has to start from our heart then it's in our mouth and in our mouth it's in our heart, in our heart, it's in our mouth I have put my words we are in your mouth and I've covered you with the shadow of my hand. What is the shadow of his hand? The spirit. Are you listening to me? I've covered you with the shadow of my hand. Why? Why did I do this? That I may plant the heavens. You can change the heavens around you. You can change the spiritual climate around you. That I may plant the heavens. One, and after planting the heavens. Now, now you look at the scripture very well. You know, it's not talking of the heavens of the heavens that God has already created. The Bible told us he has already done that. Are you listening to me? The heaven of the heavens, he created everything. He created the heavens and then he created the earth. Hello? So it's not talking of what God has done already. It's talking of what you do with what God has done. For your own heavens. Your own spiritual climate. Hallelujah. That you may do what? Plant the heavens. Glory to God. Changing the, the, the spiritual climate around you. Not the climate of rejection. And the climate of, of fear. You change it. By the shadow of his hand, his spirit. And the word he has put in your mouth. And as you change the spiritual climate. The Bible says. Lay the foundations of the earth. How? The word he has put in your mouth. And his spirit upon you. You will change the heavens. You will lay the foundation of the earth. And say to Zion. You are my people. Glory to God. Mm. Amen. You know I think it's Samuel that says. The foundations of the earth is out of course. 
because the kings are like slaves and the slaves are like kings are you listening to me and the foundation of the earth is out of course he said i say you are gods and all of you are the children of the most high god you have you are partakers of divine nature hallelujah and the only way to change things is by my spirit upon you and the words which I've put in your mouth so we can frame our word by his word through the person and the presence of the spirit and also by his word Hebrews 11:3 shows us how God did it by faith we understand that the words were framed how by the word of God the words were framed out of the word of by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible so also you and I can frame our word now and our life what if you see what your place of work is not in line with what God wants, then you change it. Amen. You change it. The heart is already full of God's goodness. That place of work is full of God's goodness. God's goodness is stored up for you. God's goodness is towards you. God's good thought is towards you. He has made everything available. We need to download and activate that goodness upon us in our direction, situations, circumstances by aligning our ways trusting him walking his fears and by by his spirit and by his word hallelujah by thinking his thought believing his word and speaking his word calling things that be not as if they are by his word and his spirit forms it into realities we align our ways hallelujah because it is of faith that may be according to grace praise the lord so that we can be like god romans 4 17 and what we can call the things that be not as though they were activating God's goodness in our lives by his spirit and his word and the final way in activating the goodness of the Lord is doing good it's simply doing good it's simply doing good because we are loved children of the love of God and because God is love God is good and so we need to walk in love if we don't walk in love we can activate love to proceed through us. Ephesians 5 2 says, And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, and offering a sacrifice of God for a sweet smell in our aroma. Walking in love. Colossians 3 12 says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender message. So it's something you have to do. Kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you so you also must do but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfection because as you put on love you'll be able to do these things so doing good and walking in love copying jesus the bible says when jesus on, was on earth in acts 10 38 he went about doing what doing good healing all that were praised of the devil for god was with him he was manifesting goodness what goodness you want to see you must start planting in others are you listening to me? Praise the Lord. There's so many scriptures about us doing good. Preaching the gospel is good. Healing the sick is good. Feeding the poor is good. Doing good. Helping people, counseling folks is good. Doing good. Psalm 37 verse 3 says, Trust in the Lord and do good. It's like have faith and do good. Dwell in the land of his word and feed on his faithfulness. Wow. That's another thing entirely. But it's talking about us doing good. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 13 says but as for you my brethren do not grow weary in doing good oh I've been doing good people are taking, uh, they're taking me for granted keep doing good 
You may be smarter in doing it, but do good. Don't stop it. Hallelujah. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary. That's the second time he's saying it. Why doing good? Because there's tendency to grow weary because you haven't seen the reward. Let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose up, if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So it gives us priority in our doing good. First of all, the household of faith, then the others. Amen. Hebrews 10, 24 says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Doing what is good. And what is good is hospitality. Someone hear me? Starting one, I'm closing with that. Are you still here? Let brotherly love continue. I don't know why they put sisterly. But anyway, in Christ Jesus, there's neither male nor female. So it covers everything. Let brotherly love continue. Do not forget. Look at this to entertain strangers for by so doing some have unwittingly entertained angels that's a big one but it's in the scripture so there are, there are some goodness you are going to enjoy simply by by entertaining strangers but then I know we are in a nation where it's a bit difficult that's why you must follow the leading of the spirit are you listening to me but don't abandon it completely. And say, ah! Oh. But that's why your maturity work with the Spirit must grow. To be able to know which stranger is genuine, which is not genuine, which one is a kidnapper, which one is a robber, which one wants to snatch your food, which one wants to rape, so that you can know those strangers. Are you listening to me? You see, because of the evils that prevail around them, we have closed our minds because of stories of people who have done this and that. But the only solution out of it is to be led by the Spirit because it's still in the world and we're going to entertain strangers. Hello? Because the Bible says, some unwittingly, unknowingly have entertained angels. And what Abraham has been waiting for for years was released that day acts of goodness. So there are things that will only be activated by this. I'm not saying be stupid. Okay? I'm not saying be stupid. Be as wise as serpents or as gentle as dove and be led by the Spirit. Someone listening to me and don't throw away your common sense. Someone hearing me? So, all I've done today is to show you how to activate God's goodness. I've been taking it through this month. And I want to go back. I see some of us don't go back. Now you don't even have to buy tapes. It's all available for free. Is that not so? But even, that's why I say, I've always said, even if you give people truth, many times they will not do it because they don't want it. It's available. Go to the Facebook page. You can watch it. YouTube channel, you can watch it over and over again. You don't even have to pay. Buy the truth and sell it not. And this will change you. Change your mentality and you will be swimming in God's goodness. That God will do before the presence 
of the sons of men. You get something today? Give God a shout of praise. Glory to God. Ah, stand on your feet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I love the world. I'm feeling good on my inside. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and bless the name of the Lord. And commit yourself to taking the right actions of God's word. In activating the goodness of the Lord in your life, in your home. In every dimension of your life. Because God is good and his mercy endures forever. And God is good towards us. His goodness is stored up for us. You are not uh, you are not you are not to benefit from any other thing that is not good. The goodness of God is available to you. The goodness of God is locating your direction. Don't give in to what the devil is saying. Resist the devil in your thoughts and say in the name of Jesus. I'm going to enjoy the fatness of the earth. I'm going to enjoy the goodness of the Lord. And in the name of Jesus, I will return to the Lord in every way of my life. And I will allow His goodness to flow. I will trust Him and walk in love. Oh, glory to God. I'm going to align my ways. I'm going to speak His word and not the word of the enemy. I'm going to put my heart to God's word, meditate in God's word, allow God's word to change my habits and my thoughts and my thinking. I'm going to walk in, in harmony with the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, spending time praying the Spirit. And I'm going to plant my heavens and lay the foundation of the earth and encourage Zion that they are God's people. Thank you, Jesus. And my life will be productive in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we worship you. We give you praise. Lord, I pray that your word will find place in our heart. That you will steer our hearts to meditate in your word. And to allow your word to be a fruit in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We take authority of every wrong thoughts. We cast it down. Every imagination that is contrary to the will of God, we cast it down. And we declare that we are going forward and walking with God, pleasing God uh, and growing in maturity in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' awesome name, we pray. Let the people of God.